0: Jason's back. Jason's back. And the question is, hey, how do we follow up part five? Well, the answer is with anything because anything would be better than part five. But thankfully, they're not going to tease Tommy as Jason again. We're getting away from Tommy turning into Jason because you've tried to play that card in the last two movies and nobody comes in and ever pays it off. So what's interesting is they did initially ask the actor from part five, that Tommy Jarvis, they asked him to come back. We only got Tom Matthews because the, the actor from Part 5 declined. Well, to be honest with you, fuck Part
1: 5. So I'm actually surprised with Part 5.
0: This movie even got a sequel. There was enough goodwill from Final Chapter to where Part Five's opening weekend, it already made its budget back in the opening weekend and went on to make $21 million. So if you think about Paramount, they're like, hey, we spent $3 million on this and we made $21 million. It's like, it's an easy decision to keep popping them out. They're so low budget... These movies are so low budget that apparently, even though the Beverly Hills Cop movies, even though those movies were gross like $300 million, because of the budget, the Friday 13th series apparently was still bringing more profit (laughs) than Beverly Hills Cop. So So, it's an easy decision to keep making them.
1: You know what's funny? Sounds like Blumhouse these days, because Blumhouse does the same thing. Makes a low budget horror movie. And nowadays, a low budget can look like a AAA horror movie. Yeah. And then make it not only its profit back but double its profit you're always going to get profit whether the movie sucks or not
0: yeah so it's bad it's it's almost like and it's it's critic proof too like you know the critics are going to hate it so when new big new beginning comes out and like everybody hates it it's like well i mean one thing was different is even the fans hated it though too but the, the problem is what you'll see is in the series that however good the last movie is builds up goodwill or takes away goodwill from the next one so New Beginning made twenty one million because people loved Final Chapter. Jason Lives is now gonna make only nineteen million. Because everyone hated part five. Right. So even though Jason Lives is better, it's about to get the backlash from New Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um that's just unfortunate how it works. So that said the actor declined to come back. And that also eliminated apparently um Pam. I guess there was a role for Pam from part five, but now she's gone. And uh, then and then um the director, Tom McLaughlin, basically was given free will. They liked something he did previously, so they let him come in. At Paramount, they let him screen all the first five movies and just say, hey, whatever you want, whatever you want to do this going forward. So he made the wise decision to ignore part five. <laughs> he loved Final Chapter and was like, okay, I want to do a direct follow-up of that. And the other rumor, now this is not substantiated, but this is the rumor. We know at the beginning Tommy is driving to the cemetery with his friend Hoss. Yes. The other rumor, and it might be true because there's something to back it up. So the guy, the kid that played Reggie in part five, mm-hmm. so in the book, he says, uh, a crystal like memories, recommend this I recommend this book to everybody. He says that, hey, they asked me back for part six, but they were gonna kill me off. So we said no. So that keep that in mind. And then the other rumor was that the hoss character at the beginning of part six was gonna be Reggie from part five. No. Now, I'm like, okay, does that make sense? He did say that he wanted to come back. They're going to kill him off. And then it would sort of make sense if it's Reggie coming with Tommy. But then you are saying part five does exist. So there's some contradictions there that doesn't make sense. But I don't know. Maybe it 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 would make sense if if, if part five is included and Reggie tagging along with Tommy sort of makes sense, right? To be honest with you, if I had Reggie come back,
1: I would have had... I probably wouldn't have even had Tommy come back. I would have just had Reggie because Reggie, and it's probably because of the way John Shepard played him, but Reggie was the better actor out of the entire cast of the previous one.
0: Yeah. Well, so if I could choose one actor to come back, it would have been Reggie. And you could have done the same part, six storyline with Reggie's character too. Exactly. He could be the one being like, I got to know Jason's dad. So it's Which it,
1: actually is weird considering, in fact, his Jason was Roy, but.
0: Yeah, so it's almost like, it's really inconsistent though. It's like, because all the part five actors are saying pretty much that they were asked back. But then you have a part six movie that ignores part five. So either early on they were trying to incorporate them and then just said F it. We don't or
1: know. maybe they were trying to get the actors into a better movie. Maybe the director actually liked the actors, but just like, okay, I like the people. Shitty ass movie. So let's see if they can come back for a better one.
0: Well, let me say, thank goodness the Tommy Jarvis actor declined. <laughs> because then Tom <laughs> McLaughlin, who, you know, happened to watch Return of the Living Dead... Based off that, made yeah. a wise decision to like, hey, this guy's already established in horror. People like Tom Matthews. Thank goodness, because um, this was going to be a talking Tommy Jarvis that actually would have to act, and not whatever Part Five was. Well,
1: why didn't they get
0: Miguel a. Nunez to come back? Well, that, that's so funny. That, that's why this, like, it makes Part Part Five Return of the Dead Part Six, makes like a fun trilogy because you have both Tom Matthews and Miguel Nunez in the movies. So Tom McLaughlin decided to take a different direction. The one thing he took from part five, though, he hated the serious tone of part five. And he said, hey, this is the sixth movie in a series. By this point, the characters should be self-aware. There should be some more humor in it. It's like, by, it's true, by the sixth movie in a series, playing it straight up when we've seen like five serious Jason movies, it's time to add some levity and add some humor in this because...
1: Isn't that what the human characters are supposed to be for?
0: That's the thing, though, and that's the key, though. He asked um, Frank Mancuso... Hey, can I add humor in this? His thing was, "Hey, you can add humor, but keep Jason serious." And that's the key thing here is. The human characters and the situations can be funny, but Jason still has to be a badass serious person. If you make Jason goofy, then you kill everything.
1: I mean, I'm sorry, there's a few scenes where he, the Jason character made
0: me laugh. That's cuz Jason has personality in this. <laughs> but most of the humor is played off of Jason and not at Jason. Mm. And that that works for me. And it's there in the opening scene, because the character Haas is actually pretty funny. Yeah, um, we're
1: meeting Tommy and Haas. They're driving. Tommy's being serious. Haas is like, "Oh, cool. I'm just getting a road trip
0: with my buddy, old pal." He must have promised Haas like a a trip to Denny's or something, like a free meal. Because I mean, who
1: wouldn't want a good trip
0: to Denny's? They have some pretty good pancakes. This whole opening scene is like a a big like a big sign of like, hey. Great friendship gets rewarded with brutal ass murders.
1: Also, I got a question. I know we've said this like fifteen, fifteen times. Uh, that part five does not count. Um, why? I, I thought Jason was cremated. Why is he
0: not ash? Why are they going to his grave? Because part five doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think, um, and actually, that's the only way you can actually really in the story determine that part five doesn't exist. Is Jason? Is, is not ashes. Jason was not cremated. And maybe that was in there just to say, hey, fuck bar five. Um Jason's clearly buried here at a cemetery, a creepy cemetery. And Tommy's about to make the biggest blunder of the century. Yeah, he uh he uses lightning to jumpstart Jason like a car. I just mean in general him coming to dig up Jason. <laughs> Why couldn't you leave well enough alone? I don't buy that. He has to see the body and destroy it.
1: What I don't buy is that he would get so pissed off that he would start stabbing a dead body and then leave the metal uh, lightning rod conductor in the body.
0: I do buy him losing his shit because he's having that flashback of part four. And the other thing the movie doesn't really talk about is what happened to his sister. Now we have to ask, in both part five and six, we have to ask, what the hell happened to Trish? Uh, The video
1: game answers that. She goes insane.
0: Well, okay, that's fine. So I can understand his frustration why he starts fucking up Jason's corpse. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, yeah, he leaves the thing in his body.
1: And then lightning hits it. Jason comes back to life, attacks him. Haas dies. Wait a minute,
0: wait a minute. Haas doesn't just die. (laughs) Haas, who's already ran off, decides to be suddenly a badass good friend, runs back to hit Jason in the back of the head with a shovel, only to have his fucking insides punched out.
1: I have an issue with this scene just for one reason. Why did Jason not just gun after Tommy? He just sat. They sat there staring at each other in the in each other's eyes for so long. Like, are you going to kiss or are y'all going to fight? I I have an idea about that. Jason I, actually wants to kiss Tom Matthews.
0: No, 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 no. Because yeah.
1: it's Tom Matthews. Jason didn't even recognize it was Tommy. He's like, well, who the fuck is this guy?
0: He definitely did not recognize him <laughs> because the last time he saw him was Tommy as a kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did, but maybe not. I think, if I'm thinking deeper, Jason, think about this, Jason just woke up from being dead. He gets up. I don't think he actually knows like he's zombie Jason. He doesn't know his powers yet. Think about this. He was just human Jason. Now he wakes up. Like, there's lots going on in his head, actually. He's looking around. When he punches his horse, he's like, oh, shit. Like, that went right through, even though he had strong powers in the first four. I think it makes perfect sense that Jason is not quite calibrated yet. He's like looking around figuring out what, what's going on basically he's not looking around he's looking dead at Tom but I think he's cobraing his brain like hey what am I what is this what's going on he only kills Haas because Haas literally attacks him he turns around and hits him but I don't think Jason was planning to, to come out and just start killing people Jason has a brain he's actually trying to figure out like hey what the fuck is this I'm, well I'm, I'm if he's not
1: coming out just to kill people then why
0: did he start killing random people no, no, no. After he, <laughs> after he recalibrates, what I'm saying is you're saying why does he take a moment to like just gather himself and just stand there, basically? I, I, I think he's still figuring out what the fuck's going on. I would have agreed with that
1: if when he got out of the grave, instead of walking towards Tommy, at first he did that, but he walked
0: towards Tommy was like, and then just stared at him. Why? So we can have that oh shit moment where he lights the match and the rain comes and, <laughs> and takes the match off. I think that... There's two things going on, too. I think that zombie Jason, as we'll know for the rest of the series, does not run. So he's adjusting the idea that he can only walk. Mm -hmm. Realistically, if he's walking towards Tommy, Tommy's gonna take off and start running, basically. But even when Tommy runs to the car, Jason takes a moment to put the mask on, gather himself, give a badass pose with the spear. Yeah. And now shit's on. Then he starts walking. And once he starts walking, I think he's figured out, like, hey, I'm zombie Jason. Okay, so how about we go ahead and meet Sheriff Mike and Deputy Rick? I would say that the sheriff is the first competent police character in the series. And the deputy is still pretty incompetent, so. (laughs) No, yeah. The sheriff, first of all. First of all, one thing, I appreciate that the movie... I always ask this question with all the movies about like why the fuck does anybody come to this camp? It has this history based like that. At least in this movie they've changed the name of the camp to try to move on from Crystal Lake.
1: Well, here, here's another Finally. thing. Um, this guy would not be a cop in this day and age. The sheriff or the... The sheriff. Why? Well, very the very first thing that happens is someone busts through the doors. I understand his reaction. He, pull, he gets up, pulls out the gun ready to shoot. But all the lines that he says... To a suspect. Think about him saying that nowadays. Even he's, if he knows for a fact. He just
0: watched this guy kill another well, guy. He's an and old he school, says all of these lines to him. He's an old school 80s cop. Which means I'm not taking no shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Some people might think the sheriff is unreasonable in this movie. I understand that somebody talking about Jason is a big red flag because he hasn't seen Jason mm-hmm. and this guy's talking about Jason and Hey, the first instinct is this guy's the killer. They do a good job of making him unlikable, but reasonable. I feel like,
1: no, I, I get that. Be honest. But I'm yeah, he just, can't
0: say the shit he's saying. I get that.
1: I get the, I get, I just wanted this guy in part four. Yeah. This cop, instead of Rob, this guy shows up in part four, sees Jason. He probably could have taken Jason. You know, that, human Jason. That version of Jason, I think so. Yeah, he, because hell, he did a pretty decent job with Zombie Jason up until we'll, we'll get there.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he gets arrested. I think. Again, I think it's the right move because if mm. you're Tommy, when you show up at the sheriff's office, sheriff's office, you have to have proof. <laughs> Without proof, you just look like a crazy guy. And, I mean, to be fair, he's gonna try to show him proof, but.
1: Well, here, here's a. Uh, Here's something that happens. So, Lisbeth and Darren are driving at night. Lisbeth is probably my favorite type of woman. She's redhead. She's spunky. She's sassy. And she's smart. You know she's the wife's director.
0: She's the director's wife.
1: Fuck the director at that point. Uh, Well, (laughs) I guess she has. Anyway. (laughs) But
0: anyway, so... Good good casting on the director's part. Yeah,
1: well, to be honest, I just just like her character and then Darren's that stupid, badass, guy who tries to
0: be badass. I think this is the first moment too where you get the hint of the self-awareness where she's like, I've seen enough horror movies to know anybody standing there with a mask. You shouldn't be messing with it.
1: Right. And then she starts backing up. But I guess she w- she had a turn a certain way and she didn't. So she hit a little puddle. The guy's like, just keep going. If we keep going that way, we're going to fall. It's like, then how the fuck did you get over there in the first place, dude? Yeah. you ha- I, At that point, I would say, fuck that. I'm driving backwards still. I'm just going to reposition myself.
0: So Jason immediately, what's he do? He, he sinks the tire? So
1: first, uh, dumbass Darren. That's his nickname from now on because he's the reason why they both die.
0: Dumbass or deadass? Because both 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 of lies. So.
1: Either way, dumbass Darren. Yeah. Uh, tells her drive. No one wants to die. She Elizabeth being least of all us. It's like yeah. So she's like okay, drives and instead of committing, which dumbass Darren should have at least told her to do that too. Uh, she slams the brakes because she doesn't want to hit somebody. Me personally, if I was Darren. Yeah,
0: I mean if you're if you're saying we're gonna scare them and drive ahead, it's like. You, have, you to have to be ready to actually... Commit. Commit, because stopping right in front of him actually makes the problem worse. Yeah, because now, now you're did. in direct contact with him. Yep. And at then, least you had some space back there. Yeah, then he just stabs the... It makes me wonder. Could could they have still... Ba- after he deflates, whatever he does, could they still have driven back to town? Yeah, it would have damaged the rims, but yeah. But at that point, they, they back up into a hole.
1: Well, the hole... Hu- they don't back up after after that point. She doesn't try to move the car at all. Okay. They only backed up in the hole the first time. They, like,
0: think they think they're stuck, I guess.
1: Yeah. Me personally, like I said, if I was Elizabeth, I wouldn't have listened to her boyfriend. She should have just repositioned herself and then backed up. Because The fact that he says, if you keep going, we're going to end up in a hole. is like, dude, that's the way you came in the first place. What hole is there actually that you hit? I don't even see a hole.
0: <laughs> all right. So given everything, the position they're in, when they're in. Do you blame Darren for just being like, fuck, I have a gun. At this point, I'm going to have to get out and defend myself. Well, at that point, I... At that point, it's like, it's kind of like shit or get off the pot. Because it's like, he pulls out the gun. He's like, hey, but, I don't know what else to do. So here,
1: Here's the problem. Um, he chooses to try and scare the guy with it. With a gun. And the guy he just saw did not even move an inch when that car came at him.
0: I'm sorry, if I, got, if, yeah, if right. I did that, I'd be out shooting. Right, because there's two things. First of all as she said she already said like anybody, anybody anybody wearing a mask i know not to get out the car basically right so you have that the fact that you drove up on him he didn't flinch he didn't even flinch when he, if i'm driving towards you with the car and you don't even like move slightly and then when i get close i'm like oh well he's about six foot five <laughs> a bulky fellow with a mask on has a big ass spear in his hand right i'm not thinking to get out the car i'm thinking i lean my head out with a gun first The problem is in this movie this is zombie jason i think this is to establish also that bullets don't even like phase him but
1: to be fair i don't even think a bullet actually hit him i know he let one off but i don't think a bullet actually hit jason but if he
0: if he did it wasn't gonna matter Oh yeah they were already once they were close to him they were already screwed and then he gets out the car and you have the funny line of like she's like get back in the car she's like he's gonna kill you and he's like not if I get him first. Well, funny that's... thing is
1: is Liz was thinking about just driving on the rim anyway because she even said, fuck this, I'm we're going back out all the way. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, that's what you should have done earlier. Stop listening to dumbass Darren and start listening to your gut. I even remember that here. Fact, always listen to your gut, not your dumbass boyfriend. Yeah, he didn't put no
0: ring on that finger. <clears throat> it wasn't even your husband. So we get this funny ass debt. Of Darren being stabbed and thrown overhead, flying in the air. Whee! Like Leap Frog, yeah. I loved it. Now, what's funny is on the behind the scenes, then Jason immediately stabs through the car, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently the timing was off pretty much, and that really was really happened. Like apparently he almost actually stabbed the actress like in the head with the Oh spear. shit. Cause it, apparently, like it was way more and that's come on, that's the director's wife, so put her in harm's way pretty much. Um, but um, then we get the funny geez. American express. <laughs> I mean, Hey, that's the human instinct is like, let me try to pay off whoever this is with a card and offer him money. I mean, at that point, mm-hmm. what else can you do? But we learned quickly that Jason doesn't care about building his credit score. Right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and meet our, I'm going to say our four teenage characters. And amazingly, finally, they got this right in terms of just scale down to a small group of characters you can mm-hmm. focus on and develop. Thank you. So you
1: please. get uh, Megan, Court, Paula, Sissy.
0: One thing, Megan actually hints at that fact that hey, they know about Jason, but he's kind of like a, a town legend, a myth.
1: Which um so Megan was telling the the, the tale of Jason, which I'm fine with. We get that in almost every movie. Minus the previous one.
0: There's no recap in this movie, thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. But uh the part that kinda annoys me is Megan even says well, what if what if he's right? What if Jason came back to life and looking for the person that be, decapitated his mother? I'm like...
0: He did. I'm, I was like, Megan? <laughs> poor poor, poor Alice. Nobody knows what happened to he Alice. He did that like 10 years ago. Yeah, but nobody nobody knows what happened to Alice because he took Alice's body, I think. so. I think Alice probably was reported as missing and then never found. Uh, um, which is
1: weird because they should have found her in part two. At least the de- decomposed body.
0: Yeah, I don't know because if Alice was found, then nothing else would follow because it'd be like they would know that Jason was on the loose because somebody killed her and they would assume it was Jason, I'm thinking. Um, the movie makes an interesting choice that I think is... It does raise the stakes a little bit. I had to think about this if I like it or don't By like it. By adding kids? By adding kids, it makes it feel like a real summer camp, which the other movies is missing because you actually have kids here or not. And it kind of raises the stakes a little bit because <coughs> what I was thinking about was Jason did sort of attack young Tommy Jarvis in part 4 so he's open to the idea of like attacking kids I guess but
1: well, this one to be honest with you doesn't seem like it there's so many instances where he was in front of the kids where he literally was in the camp the cabin with a kid and he just didn't kill her
0: yeah but his reaction is this is so smart though the way he looks at her his reaction is so consistent with the end of part 4 where Tommy first comes down the stairs he's like Jason and Jason turns around jason gets this like weird it's almost like his face his, his head movements are like 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 he's in, he's in awe he's like he's like oh my goodness a kid he's like more he's more intrigued you do remember that in part four tommy came down looking like jason right yeah but the fact is jason still had the same reaction he has in part six where he's like looking at the kid more just like intrigued by the idea of a kid Well,
1: that's because that little girl would grow up to be nancy and she had to fight Freddy in the
0: in the past I think seeing I think when Jason sees the kid I think it triggers something in his brain that makes him think about him as a kid
1: you'd think he would just straight up murder
0: kids considering
1: in fact kids were the ones that pushed him in the water
0: because the the, the few times we see him see a kid it's always a very unique like we've never seen Jason like he slows down and you can tell he's thinking about something so I think seeing kids triggers something in his brain he doesn't actually know should I hurt them or not but um, well, how about we get to our paintball massacre where he can get to people he can hurt? You know, I have conflicted feelings about this paintball scene. <laughs> because it is a pet peeve of mine when you introduce characters just to kill them off. However. It's fun, though. And you get at least, you get like, uh, you get two minutes of fun with the paintballers where you actually somewhat get to know their characters for like a minute. Yep. And then they're, you yep. have the the one guy is clearly... Um, uh, anti-woman <laughs> guy. It's so, like, women
1: shouldn't even be doing this. They should be in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, you got the assistant who clearly is a pushover and just goes along with whatever the main guy says. Mm-hmm. I don't like this side of you out here, man. Um, you got the the yeah. woman who's moved up to the, be a top-ranking official at the company in spite of, and probably getting promoted over the guys who don't like her because of that. Now she's killing them in paintball. <laughs> and you got the, the recluse who's been eliminated early who's just like, randomly cutting up the bushes because he's mad
1: but either way so what we end up getting is first he kills the guy who's mad because he got killed by a woman
0: he kills him with a a smiley face against the tree
1: yeah (laughs) he killed him with walmart's logo yeah and also
0: jason holding his arm up see
1: that that that's where i figure that they wanted jason to have a little bit of comedy to him because yeah we don't get we don't get his face But we can kind of get the body language of him being like, what the fuck?
0: He's like, (laughs) I think, again, I think that's smart because I think that, I think these opening scenes, if you really think about it deeply, Jason doesn't really know his own strength yet. In my own theory, Jason is adjusting to zombie Jason. So when he throws the guy, he's looking at the arm like, he's like, shit, I'm this strong now? He's like figuring out his own strength. So I think it makes sense that he's figuring himself out as the movie goes and also the director made a good point he was like he's like one thing he didn't like about um, part five he's like if you have Jason then you don't want him to do death scenes where a normal human being could do the kill you want him to do death scenes that only Jason could do you want him to actually show his superhuman strength and do stuff that's like not some guy with a mask like with just a knife and like stabbing people so a lot of the deaths in this movie are like kind of over the top like he's slicing three people's heads off throwing people at like top speed. It's to establish that yeah, this is not Scream. This is not like a human being. This is a badass fucking zombie monster. So that's why you get some more over-the-death over the top kills here too.
1: Are we sure the ghost face killer is human?
0: Well not Amber. I mean Amber can overpower men twice her size and kill everybody, even though she's your favorite ghost face.
1: Oh so, <laughs> uh, we get a somewhat of a funny edit with this one. Uh Tommy leads the cops to the graveyard to Show off that he dug it up. Well, it, it wasn't dug up no more. And the and Martin, uh, they're talking Care- caretaker. Yeah, caretaker. Yeah, talking. And as they're being taken away, you hear Martin go, "Does he think I'm a fart head?" And then the very and then all of a sudden cuts to a bunch of kids going, "Yeah!"
0: Yeah, they do that a couple times where they let the next scene finish the thought.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty funny. Apparently, the intention was. When he looks at the audience, he's like, "Kids get his weird sense of entertainment." That and also, why'd you have to go dig up Jason? It's like talking about the movie itself. Also, like right, they're bringing back Jason. Uh, it's a lot of meta stuff like that. Um, well, but yeah.
1: sheriff tries to make Tommy leave.
0: The good thing about the movie is that it doesn't follow any of the formulas formulas of the first four or five movies. It feels like a different movie. There's no real. There's no real predictable plot here it's not like the the kids in a cabin and they all get killed off one by one it's a little bit a little bit different there's a lot of other stuff going on
1: well another thing that happens is um there's no sex in this well there is sex but there's no nudity in this movie
0: so the story behind that is we're talking about the rv scene now i'm assuming right um the director asked the actress you know to take her top off and the actress was like hadn't been told about that so there's a miscommunication so she was like she's like no I don't want to do it so the director immediately dropped it, it was like okay if you're not comfortable cool we'll just do it
1: for some reason I thought the director purposely didn't want nudity in the movie because he didn't want to fall under the same uh, I,
0: thought, I thought so too and one thing is like so somebody else said that he had been asked by the producers to make sure you have one nude scene it wasn't like his own choice because his whole thing actually was literally to be like hey let's turn down the gore and the nudity and do something different and show it like that doesn't have to be that way. Um, cause the movie, the kills are creative, but it's not like gory. Mm-mm. Um, so I don't know if it was conscious or not. I mean, it's still, you still got the sex equals death thing here though. And then you got a Michael Bay level,
1: uh, action scene with this wow. RV.
0: Well, first of all, the scene is very well done. You have this cool ass song, "Teenage Frankenstein," which I had to download myself.
1: I'm a teenage Frankenstein. Alice Cooper, everybody.
0: Oh, he has a couple good songs on the soundtrack. Hmm. Um. So, um, the girl Darcy, who's with the Court. Hmm. Um, Darcy. I thought it was Nikki. Oh, you're right. The actress' name is Darcy. Oh, okay. The character is Nikki. Her and Court actually, the actor and actress, they actually went to high school together, <laughs> and just randomly end up in the movie together. But he was like she was his high school crush from high school and then she showed up on set and he was like it's like that's Nikki? it's like I used to like have a crush on her. Uh, so well, then he so got lucky to have sex with her lucky for court yeah um, Well, but,
1: you know movie sex.
0: yeah, movie sex. Um, I'm sure they had real sex later I mean like. I, I think probably they did it based on them knowing each other from high school mm. probably and um, and also court is John Travolta's nephew randomly enough uh, you could kind of see the the look of the yeah a little bit resemblance um surprised he didn't have a bigger role then i like his role it's just it's just enough you could see him getting annoying if like you have too much of him but it's just enough and um i like the death scene with her because um the actor plays jason said basically that she was like a trooper because he was like told her like like, look i'm gonna have to be rough with you here like because at one point they have a camera set up and he's like basically i have to like Throw your face into the lens as close as possible without smashing your face, because that's how you get the, the right. look of her face going the thing basically. So he was like, she was on board basically. Let him pretty much let her pretty much just give, give, gave gave him full control, which let it be a good scene. I think. Just funny. And then he goes, "You want me to watch? No. What's wrong with you, my guy? But uh, when when when." When the RV crashes and explodes... I swear, that is, I thought Michael Bay was directing that point. <laughs> and, and, and not only like that, but Jason pops the top off and then just stands on top of it.
1: I was like, oh, it's turned into an action movie. And I,
0: no, and I had to be like... I had to look it up like, yo, like, what's the budget? This feels like a bigger budget movie, but it's still a normal Friday thing budget just that the director knows what he's doing and can actually put together action scenes mm-hmm. within that. So I thought it was just like, you're never going to see another Friday movie that has like car chases and that kind of scene.
1: No, cause this movie has car as what? Two car chases, uh, the RV scene. And it also has, I don't know. Do, do you think Megan believes Tommy when he gives her the rundown or do you think she's just horny?
0: <clears throat> they do a great job with Megan. Here's what I think. I think that what I like about Megan is that she's not a typical female protagonist. You're right. She's kind of more in her own world. And I think until she sees the dead body, she really doesn't know what's going on. Well, more she's, go- or less- she's going along with Tommy because she likes him, but she's kind of like... She's so confident throughout the movie that you feel like she's basically in her own world doing her own thing. So then when she gets scared, it actually does... It's a cool thing because she's been so... Just cocky about the whole thing. Like, she doesn't care. So, I don't think she really believes Tommy.
1: Well, now there is another thing. It's not really an issue, but it kind of is at the same time. So, Because this movie is called Friday the 13th, they have to they have a throwaway line that Rick says that today is Jason's day. It's Friday the 13th.
0: Happy Friday the 13th.
1: Me, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how many of these situations actually took place on Friday the 13th? And I can only think of two.
0: The original...
1: And, and I'm pretty sure part two was as well. No. It wasn't It wasn't a Friday the 13th part two happened on?
0: Maybe, but the date never comes up in the series. But yeah. I, I thought this was just... You're right. In canon, it doesn't make sense. But if he, he could only... Maybe he's only referencing the events of part one. Which would make no sense
1: because that was his mom.
0: <laughs> the problem with part two is I don't know if they say the date. They don't. It think- would be... Like Jason doesn't have any connection with that date, so it's like
1: I think it's more implied because then part because if it is Friday thirteenth with part two, part three would be Saturday the fourteenth. And then part three or yeah, part four would have been like Sunday the fifteenth, if not like a week later, like we've been saying.
0: Yeah, I think that's like one of those like it doesn't make sense. But it's a nod to like, hey, this is a franchise and it's called Friday thirteenth, so let's just try to reestablish that day as having some meaning
1: also Sissy gets her slippers scared off of her
0: yes when she gets pulled through the window and gets beheaded love this death scene because they they show her head getting like twisted and they cut back to uh to Paula (laughs) just being like you guys and going back to sleep all happily which
1: should mention Paula is the sister of Elizabeth is she yep they said Another throwaway line of Paula when they were telling the father, hey, um, the two head counselors are gone. And then she even goes, I'm worried about my sister and her boyfriend. They, she is not, Elizabeth is not like that.
0: That's good casting. They do look alike. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Um, So Tommy basically, for some reason, I mean, I guess the smartest party Buy some books from the bookstore that's all about occult stuff and
1: yeah, which uh, gives us probably a line that I think is stupid, in my opinion. So the the line is you have we have to. Well, actually, I think before we get to that, I just want to get to this car chase first because oh yeah, with this car chase, Megan shows Tommy's face right into her crotch. So now he's sitting there, you know, enjoying the sight, but also being awkward. Like, I don't want to be caught like this.
0: Well, it's funny what happens because it's all set up because the fact they get caught by the sheriff, who is her father.
1: And he just sticks his head up. He's like, yeah, that's an awkward way to be caught by your dad. You're
0: already in deep shit. But now (laughs) the father has every reason to be like this mother trucker. (laughs) Right. We don't know how old Megan is. Megan might be like 16 or 17. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be safe and say she's like 19, 20.
1: I'm going to say, I, I would say more 19, 20 as well. Because Tommy's
0: 21. So, okay, if his daughter was like super young, maybe he does. If she's 20, 21, he's being careful about her. But maybe he should, maybe he's being too restrictive. Um,
1: well, remember, he does ground her. He does ground her.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Which I'm just like, well, if she's old enough, she can just say, fuck you.
0: I think if you're the sheriff, though... I think one, the first chink in the armor of what the sheriff is thinking is when she says, what time did Court get killed? This happened so-and-so time. And she's like, Tommy was with me all that time. Which. That has plan to plan a see in the sheriff's head of like, hey, maybe he's kind of. Which punched. I just want to say something. Uh,
1: those, those deaths that he just referenced would not have happened around those time because it would have happened. Because after that, then Tommy calls the sheriff's office talking to her.
0: She probably was lying to cover for Tommy, mm. but the point is, it doesn't matter because she's still correct. Not about that, but well, she's correct that Jay—it wasn't him that did it. The point is, the fo- the sheriff doesn't know if she's telling the truth or not. But the fact is, she doesn't, he doesn't think his daughter's lying, so he's got at least. At what point does the sheriff start to entertain the idea of like maybe Tommy's telling the truth?
1: Well, how about we get to Paula's death and actually walk away from it because it's pretty much an off-screen kill.
0: Well, they have a good, they have a, she gets a lot of screen time in the middle here, mm-hmm. and there's this huge buildup with her and the kid, and her walking the kid. Kid's name is Nancy, by the way. Kid's name is Nancy, and I gotta say, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever seen a character as likable as Paula get such a crazy death,
1: Yeah, because it, gets... might,
0: it might be off screen, but it's an impactful death, because... Apparently, she just explodes in the room. She literally, her body explodes. Because the aftermath is like, Jason killed her with a rage I've never seen before based on the aftermath. Because it's actually funny because it does actually kind of leave it up to your imagination. So I
1: think I know what it is. He sees her. Uh, because she she actually looks a little bit like Elizabeth, he's probably like, didn't I just kill you? <laughs> so he's thinking to himself, Okay, this chick is probably just as strong as me, so I need to make sure I get rid of her now because she hes thinking it's a different—it's the same girl. I'm going to get rid of her now, and I'm going to make it to where she can't come back at ever again.
0: I'm thinking also that he had taken the American Express from Elizabeth, and now he's expecting to continue to build his credit by Paula offering him a Visa or Mastercard, and when she doesn't, he pisses them off. Pisses them off. I, I don't like I said. Even though it's off screen, it's actually an amazing off screen kill because you just see the aftermath, and you're just like what the fuck did he do? <laughs> like, it looks like her body ex- literally exploded. And like.
1: unlike damn Sissy's body where we see her head fi- eventually, this one, you don't see the body at all. There you do no- see her,
0: you see her fly through the window <laughs> and, uh, and then, then he pulls her back in and that's pretty badass. <laughs> but yeah, we don't see, he cleaned up the body apparently or whatever was left of the body. So So Megan and Tommy have a very passionate kiss. Oh, in the in the jail cell? Yep. I I didn't like this scene. This is gonna be my worst scene. Because I feel like the deputy is so stupid to fall fall for this. Well, the deputy's been stupid this whole movie. The deputy knows that they like each other, and yet he's actually buying this fake dialogue of them having an issue with each other. Like, I don't understand that. Well, I've already said the deputy is incompetent, but
1: so this is where I have the issue with the book that you were talking about. In order for his thing is, since Jason is a dead person now, he he needs to be put back to rest in his final resting place which he says because he drowned in 1957 it's in the water which would have been fine if parts 2, 3, and 4 didn't try to reference a lot that Jason was alive the whole damn time
0: so my pushback on that theory is that you are correct but everything with Jason unfortunately is still just a theory because even though Jenny surmises in part two that hey, what if he didn't die? And we see a shack and all that stuff. The the argument against that is the fact that Jason of part two, three, and four clearly has some superhuman, non human, ghostly like tendencies. Maybe even some horror in some of those movies.
1: Well in part
0: So I don't know, they play loose with it. In part three, he feels
1: pain. He shows that he's in pain. Part four, I guess somewhat shows he's in pain, but it doesn't he doesn't Verbalize it, just. But still, it's just.
0: I I get it. The, basically, the idea is that for that to make sense, he would have had to have drowned. All right. So maybe it's a plot hole. I agree, but I don't know. I mean, the people just say like they take one through four, it's just like oh, human Jason, like that's it's human Jason, and then now it's zombie Jason. But human Jason is like I mean I guess like Michael Myers where it's like. He's he's like one level above human, though. I don't know. What it, I mean, he's not an alien. Maybe he's not a ghost, but he ain't no dude with a mask on. He's clearly dies and comes back to life like a couple times within part two, three, and four, even. Oh, yeah. Well, cop number one dies. Oh, I love all these cop kills. <laughs> First of all, Jason's skill level to throw a knife from that far. Was it a knife or was it a dart? It looked like a dart to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a knife. Okay. Because remember, I think it was the knife that he killed Court with. Okay. Remember he had his little utility belt? Yeah. I thought he left that knife in his head. No, he t- it was a retractable. He took it out. Okay, I think so. I don't know. Either way. He gets the guy right in the head. That's the thing. <laughs> and the guy just flies off the boat. It's and amazing. then cop number two death. Again, let's show his strength. Let's just crush his, crush his face in.
1: And now we get Sheriff versus Jason. And I'm sorry, Sheriff really should have fought human
0: Jason. Because basically, the sheriff does nothing wrong here. He shoots the fuck out of him, but Jason keeps getting up. So he runs. And then he runs. I, I think it was it was a great scene because, again, the movie's establishing now. Like, in the past movies, you know, Jason would be down for the count for a while. This Jason, you shoot him with a shotgun, he goes down, immediately sits up. He keeps getting up. It's like, what the fuck? How are you gonna kill this guy? So, and then it's, it isn't, and he's hiding. He's hiding
1: pretty well, but then he hears his daughter calling him. So Jason starts walking towards him, and this is where I feel like if he fought human Jason, this cop would have won in a yeah. fair fight because he actually does pretty well against zombie Jason up until he gets on top of him and starts beating him with a rock.
0: I, I'm I'm conflicted on did he do the right thing because. He had such a leg up on Jason because Jason, I don't think, was finding him. Like, he was hiding properly. Mm-hmm. And it, if he just waits... At, like, knowing what happens the rest of the movie, if he just waits there, he's okay then. Like, like his sacrifice didn't mean anything. His sacrifice would have meant something more it just, if, it, say... It, 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 it slowed Jason down by 30 seconds, really.
1: No, his sacrifice would have meant more if, instead of him dying there, he waited until Jason actually left and ran... So it's him attacking Megan, and then it kind of attacks Jason while he's attacking Megan?
0: Yeah, so basically, I understand the maternal instinct on this part, but I feel like his death would have meant more if his his sacrifice actually, like, led to something, or if Megan or Tommy saw him sacrifice. I don't know, like, there's one thing I don't like about the movie is, like, you know, every movie has, like, um the good ones in the series. There is, like, some human story going on, too, right? The human conflict here, really, in the movie, if there is one, is between Tommy and the sheriff. Mm. And you almost deserve a moment of the movie of like, not just for Tommy to be like, I told you so. But some acknowledgement from the sheriff to be like, hey, you were right. Let's work together. You never get any resolution there. And that that's like, they didn't resolve the human conflict kind of way. And then he sacrifices himself, but... I mean, Megan's just gonna find his body later on and, or, not, and not know that he sacrificed or himself. Or
1: instead of sacrificing himself for Megan, he sees Jason attacking Tommy. Yeah. So he then attacks Jason, so that way Tommy can get his plans set, and that's where Jason kills him. Yeah, I.
0: I mean, Either way, it still would have gotten. I, I'm jumping ahead because I the kill is pretty badass. But it, what happens? You hear the fucking back, mm-hmm. his back vertebrae cracking like so many spots, but. Bones I didn't know existed are cracking (laughs) But in hindsight, I would have just kept his character alive, honestly. I still would have killed him. If I killed him, it would be more at the end, though. It was at the end. I would have had him... He
1: was the last death before
0: Jason. I would have had when burning Jason is on time in the boat, I would have had the sheriff run up from the water and like just give a quick assist or something like that. Shoot Jason. Something. And then later on, you can have Jason kill him. But... I don't know. I just, I like the idea of sacrifice himself, but it just didn't really do anything. Cause Jason immediately goes about his business. So, so what was so it about that? At the climax, I just have, a f- it, it was, it was an Ali type sacrifice. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if there was a purpose to it.
1: So I just have an issue with, uh, this climax. First off, what's the point of the gas? Why do you need to set the water on fire in order for what for
0: dramatics? It was a cool visual.
1: It was a cool visual, but what was the point of it? Well, Jason caught on fire, so... how he never <laughs> touched the fire! <laughs> he came up on fire, though. So. just And also, the it way... It worked because
0: the man was burning, son.
1: And also, the way he sets the fire, the fire should have been literally right up against the boat, not compl- not like five feet around him on each side.
0: I I think it's strictly for visual, because you're right. Logistically speaking...
1: There's no point in it. It didn't if, slow if, Jason down.
0: I, I think if you're Tommy... Lighting the water on fire, it lights the area up in a way, maybe where he feels like he can see Jason coming better. But he already had lights out that far. Ah uh, I don't know. You were so able much. to see. Yeah, but the fire lights up the immediate water next to you though. You can see underwater with the fire.
1: Not that much. He didn't see Jason jumping up right
0: in front of him. I <laughs> I tend to think about how but how much of a dumbass Jason is. That knowing that there's fire there, he still gets catches himself on fire. But like, bro, all you have to do is avoid the fire. Like, And
1: he didn't... Like I said, he didn't even touch the damn fire. <laughs> I, it's like, how, what? Did you set
0: yourself on fire at this point? When he comes up on fire, I'm gonna have my ass out because, like, Jay's such an idiot. I thought it was more interesting. We talked about the beginning. Does Jason recognize Tommy? I do like that... He had to have. He had a chance to kill Megan, but just the idea of... Tommy calling out to him, he's like, oh, that's who I want to really kill. Because, he could have killed Megan probably in about 30 seconds. Yeah. So he must have felt passionately about fucking Tommy to throw her aside and just like, go after Tommy. So he does recognize him or there's some bad blood there because he clearly like, has a vendetta against Tommy. Right. Um, I just like the whole setup because, I mean, at this point, let's be honest, we're, bo- we're, we're bored of the female chase scene at the end of the movie, basically. We need something different and this movie gives you a whole different type of ending. We don't want the same formula of like, chase scene at the end, blah, blah, blah. So it's a whole different type of ending and I dig it and Jason gets fucked up.
1: So with Jason dead, uh, Tommy should be dead too because this girl does not know how to perform CPR. All she thinks CPR is, apparently, is mouth to
0: mouth. No, In in the 80s, that's what it was and it worked.
1: (laughs) No, because... All that does is make sure there's lungs getting into the air, but you still got to remove the water from his lungs. Otherwise he's still drowning.
0: I think what I read was that they don't even do mouth to mouth anymore. No, well, they, they do just the chest compressions. I think now. chest
1: compressions. Uh, they only do mouth to mouth. Now, if they have like the, there's a type of um, kind of a mask that you can put in the person's mouth. So that way you're ma- and it has a bunch of film over them. Yeah. So you don't have to touch the mouth at all. You're just touching this little piece on the other side of this mask.
0: Yeah, I'll give her That's a break. if
1: you have to do it.
0: I'll give her a break, given that she's a teenager in 1986.
1: <laughs> so, when I was a teenager, the first thing they taught me in the first like week of high
0: school was how to do CPR. Yeah, even that was the 2000s. So? They, <laughs> you know, things things advance as time goes on. So no,
1: There's no reason for this girl. And also, if I learned CPR in high school. How come the kid? How come the newest Power Ranger movie? The kids didn't know CPR at all.
0: Now that's worth complaining about, because that's in the 2000s. That was two that what,
1: 2014, 2015. The new, the very new... No, I think it was 16 or 17. I, I try
0: to delete it from my mind. I don't know.
1: I I liked it.
0: I don't like Power Rangers, period. So. How dare you, madam? VR Troopers. That's where it's at. <laughs> um, anyway, so Jason's still unalive. It's interesting too, because this is the first time you've seen it in a movie jason is alive he's just trapped and maybe they've come to the conclusion that hey that's the best way to go you can't actually kill him but you can trap him and that's why i think after the movie ended when the cops showed up tommy must have lied to them and said hey i jason was here i don't know where he's at because he knocked me out because if the cops know jason's at the bottom of the water they're gonna get him Mm-hmm. And bring him back, and he's gonna start his killing spring again. But he's still at the bottom of the lake in part seven, so I think Tommy must have lied about that.
1: Well, um, also remember, part seven, the setting even goes from a camp to just a random ass house.
0: Yeah, and also it, it time jumps like twenty years. Yeah, where part seven takes place in two thousand. Yeah. So
1: anyway, so so with Jason alive, we get to go to our categories. Okay, categories. Best performance. This is a hard one. This one actually has a pretty good amount. I'm going with the cop. I'm going with Sheriff Mike. I like this character. Because the character is serious, funny, and honestly feels like a character you could go to if you were in trouble. And he would be able to help. It's not like other cop characters, which is why I have to give it to him. Every cop character we see is a piece of shit. This one actually knows what he's doing.
0: You know, they did a good job with him because I think that... The movie could have been lazy and just made him, like, the human bad guy. They could have just made him, like, oh, he's the human villain. We hope Jason kills him, blah, blah, blah. But when you look at it, the the perspective of, like, him being a protective father and his daughter's in trouble. Then everything he does makes sense well, because it's all just to protect his daughter.
1: Well, still, even to be uh, per- the sheriff of the town, it still makes sense. Yeah. If you take his daughter out of the equation, it still makes sense because he's like, I don't want to disturb the peace of the town why should I believe you that Jason's around? Nothing. You're not giving me any evidence.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> even though I know he felt this way, then I would have just loved some, some more closure with him and Tommy in terms of just like Tommy thinks that the sheriff thinks he's a piece of shit, basically, even though he's right the whole time. So I would have loved some kind of acknowledgement. Not an I told you so, but some acknowledgement of, Hey kid, you are right." Or the, the Som- cop
1: right before dying says, take care of my daughter.
0: It's I, you gotta feel bad for her because I mean it sounds like her mom died too mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah I mean, I, I mean and I, although she has this budding romance with Tommy that doesn't seem like something that's gonna last for the long term he's probably hiking out of town now that Jason's dead
1: Well, uh, be honest it doesn't make much sense I understand that, the, that girls uh, do get attracted to men's looks but cause there's no reason for her to stick around with this guy the, with the, all the crazy he's talking when she doesn't even see anything going on it's like I like the way this guy looks but he's insane I don't want to be near him
0: I think she's the age where he comes off for her like as like a rebellious badass type guy so it's one thing it's the bad boy phase and then also I think that probably her father has kept her restricted so much that the first guy she sees that's not court
1: I don't know how restrictive he's kept her considering the fact she says right in front of him ooh he's kind of cute keep him alive
0: true (laughs) like I, I, I think her character makes sense. If she's nineteen twenty, if she's sixteen, I feel like that's too young for how she's acting. Nineteen twenty, I, I get it basically. Um,
1: also, if she's sixteen, then I'm kind of worried about why Tommy's even agreeing to be with her.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think she's probably all the teenagers are probably like nineteen twenty. Yeah, I don't know if I see the relationship lasting. Although maybe the fact that her dad died will make her cling on to Tommy more, and I don't think Tommy's gonna do better than that. So anyway, so. <laughs> Oh, oh oh hold on but by um Oh he wasn't your best performance? No. I will I was on the fence with him and Tom Matthews, but I'll give it to Tom Matthews if you're giving it to him just so I can give we can give them both props. Because uh, I think T- Tom Tom Matthews is too easy. He's not like a he's not Candyman or nothing like that. I mean I think he does a good job with the Tommy character just in terms of being a strong we don't have any strong male characters in the series up at this point except Paul so going from
1: and we still don't even know what happened to Paul
0: going from Rick to Rob to part 5 Tommy I know how to do every kind of combat style in the world but I won't use it against Jason Jarvis it's just refreshing to have an actual male lead that's written in a way where no he's not a badass but he's bold enough pretty much but I do like the Sheriff character a lot I think he's one of the more nuanced and well written characters in the series so the they both do a great job. And actually, and by the way, shout out to all the acting. I've, everybody plays their part perfectly. I, I have no problems with Megan. I have no issues with the teens. Deputy Rick is a little bit over the top, I feel like. <sighs> where he's like, where, did, where, did they, where did the light goes, ya yeah, bam, whatever. Yeah,
1: you goes. know, that's who I'm giving my worst performance to is Deputy Rick.
0: I, I was going to do that too because I just feel like, I don't know if you need that character in this movie. You don't, but
1: at the same time, if you didn't, then... Honestly, the sheriff... the Tommy would have been in that jail cell the entire movie. Maybe that was Cause, the, the purpose. Because, I'm sorry, this deputy is the re- is the only reason why Tommy got out for the climax.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Tommy would have, you know, died in that damn place. Because he wouldn't have gotten any food after the sheriff
0: died. The town would have been screwed because Jason would have just killed everybody basically at that point And Tommy's just in the jail cell. So All right. Yeah, I'm going to go with Deputy Rick also. Oh, just... right. So... Best scene of the movie. There's a couple that come to mind for me, but I'm leaning towards the RV scene. I also I like the whole lead up to Paula's death. It's so like well um It's so slowly paced, but it builds up tension when she finally dies. You're like, oh shit. So but I'm gonna go I'm gonna side with the RV scene because it's so unusual for this series.
1: So since you went with that, I'm gonna go with Honestly, I am going with the sheriff's death scene just because. I think this is also one of the very first times we see a character fight zombie Jason because this is the first
0: time zombie Jason is around. Uh, almost win, but still dies. Do you think, I feel like he should have hit him a couple times, right? Right. Jump off and run. He he kind of stuck with it too long. He got too That's comfortable. What, Up, Just hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. It's like. Hit him three times and like roll off him and run and you're good. You have to like hit and move. He just, he
1: committed too much. So that is the only reason why he died. Honestly, I wouldn't have even gotten the rock and gotten on top of him. I would have just hit him with a stick because the stick, stick dropped him down. And then I would
0: have ran. The thing is too, is like, if you're the sheriff, remember he already shot him. He knows what he's dealing with because he shot him and kept Mm -hmm. singing up. So he has to know the back of his head. Hey, I'm basically sacrificing myself because if my bullets didn't kill him, me hitting with a rock. That's why, yeah, you just do some kind of quick hit and move. All the all the sheriff really has to do is get ahead of him. Get to Megan so he can warn her. You all they have to do is beat him in a race almost. If, right. you, if you think about it And this Jason he can when Jason moves and starts walking, I would just run past Jason or run to the side. Right. And honestly I don't believe it even made sense. I
1: don't think this Jason actually does horror portation. I think every single time it actually makes sense on how he got there on foot. Even the RV one, because when both the characters
0: are out, he sneaks onto the RV. Yeah. It's true. No, no. I mean, and they show him walking throughout the movie. Yeah. So he's getting a lot of steps in. Actually, as I think about it, if I could change the sheriff scene, yes, I would have... I got a perfect place you can put it. Maybe when Jason grabs Megan, then the sheriff can come from hiding and then do his sacrifice and have the same exact death. But um, because now that I'm thinking about it, he didn't have to attack Jason. He could have just like ran past him <laughs> or he could have yelled out to Megan, Megan run. So he kind of, I just, he just kind of sacrificed himself for no reason. I get I mean, it. I bet he was trying to but he knew he was dealing with a monster. And
1: honestly, if he told Megan to run, Megan
0: would have ran towards him.
1: <laughs> she would have heard him and be like, oh, that's where my dad is. I'm going that, that way.
0: I don't know. Megan. It would have solved a problem because um, she's spending a lot of time just calling her father. If he would have just been like, Megan, get out of here. I think she probably listened.
1: Anyway, so uh, worst scene. This one is kind of hard because there really isn't any worst scenes. I got one.
0: That whole scene in the jail where she's drawing the picture and he's like, because it stinks. And, and the deputy's like, like, totally falling for it. I'm like, Well, the deputy's stupid, so. I know this is bold, but what I would have done is... Just kissed her. No, no, no. Again, it's bold. I would have had Megan knock out the deputy, like hit him in the head with something from behind and then just get the keys off him and go unlock him. You had to do this whole elaborate thing. Well, then the deputy would be dead and we wouldn't get him and never hike alone. No,
1: (laughs) No, I'm not saying kill him. No, I'm talking about he would have went out there and died by Jason
0: oh once he woke up
1: yeah something tells me he would have went out there you know looking for and then Jason would have gotten and killed him and then we wouldn't have him back for
0: Never Hike Alone nobody cares about that last part about (laughs) oh my goodness we need him back for Never Hike Alone nobody cares about that because nobody cares about Never Hike Alone no one cares about the character I didn't even know he was in Never Hike Alone that's how much yo he
1: was in the second one
0: that's how little I care about that
1: Never Hike Alone in the
0: snow Look, if you're gonna have the most annoying character in this movie not die, to me that's like okay, that's like the, the damn prankster part two. So. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. So by the way, there's a, there was a an alternate ending. Thank goodness they didn't go with this, where they show the deputy in the jail cell, and they show like somebody walking towards him. He's like, Megan, let me out. It's implying that Jason's walking towards him. That would have been such a dumb ending. It, it wouldn't was. have made any sense. But anyway, so oh, um, worst scene for me that is. You just said it. It was the
1: damn. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't chosen a worse scene. It's kind of hard for me, to be honest with you. because
0: I want to change my best scene real quick. Okay. The whole opening sequence. That opening sequence really sets the pace. So I'm going to go with that opening scene. But go ahead.
1: So, my worst scene, even though I know I've said I liked it, it, is Elizabeth and dumbass Darren's death.
0: I got to hear the reasoning because. Well, the a, reasoning a, it's a, is. It's a great scene.
1: The reasoning is. Elizabeth should have listened to her damn gut and gotten out of there. They could have survived that just by leaving. And yet she had to listen to dumbass Darren.
0: So it's a great scene, but you feel like you just didn't like the character's decision.
1: I didn't like the character situation because they weren't, they, they had a way to escape and they chose not to take it.
0: Yeah. I can never hate that scene because the air that, that Darren got when he flew in the air, this dude flew like 50 feet in the air. He just
1: played Leapfrog. It's fine like
0: oh man that's so funny but
1: still I just didn't like it just because characters could have gotten away if the characters could not have gotten away I would have been fine with it I would have liked the scene but the characters could have easily just backed the fuck out
0: true and it's and it's zombie Jason he doesn't run so he'd, yeah. he'd have been like
1: oh, I almost got him and this one doesn't even teleport so
0: true
1: alright so what would you like to change now, you've already mentioned this unless you're doing something different but you mentioned the cop Cop sacrifice.
0: I would, I would find a better. I, I like the scene, but I would find a better way to end his character and just have them have one final before he dies. Just some acknowledgement to Tommy that hey kid, I was wrong. Just to like solve that conflict because it's kind of it's kind of left open and all I think about is like them now going in the woods and finding his body and just being like oh shit. Like her life's about to be ruined because she doesn't know her dad's died at the end. I mean, she, she probably has an assumption that her dad hasn't showed up yet, so he's probably dead. But.
1: Right. So for me, this is kind. Of, this is kind of hard because this movie actually does a lot of things I like to do. But
0: I, well, one thing I might change, I might take out the caretaker. we didn't really talk about this, but the the caretaker. There's a death scene with the caretaker, but then the two um two randos, the two randos. So those were after the director's first screening. He didn't. He didn't have that in the movie. After the first screening, the producer, Mancuso, told him that he needed more death, so they had to go do reshoots just to film more death scenes.
1: Which makes no sense. Um, no,
0: it's, just, it's the part five thing. Like They're like, well, you just have to have these random deaths. I mean, the caretaker at least deserves a death, but the randos? Eh, I could do without that.
1: So for me, actually, I think I would change... Fuck, the, the same scene I just said is my worst. Find, change it slightly to where they cannot get out of there. Like maybe a, maybe because it was storming, maybe the storm got so bad that a tree fell from behind them. Boom! Can't get out. Something. You just want them more
0: locked in and not have the option.
1: And not have the option and then not take it. So yeah.
0: I mean, this is kind of crazy, but what if, what if she turns to leave, and Jason stabs the window and like. Stabs her, and that causes him to jump out the car with a gun. Then we get his death, but she gets killed first because he just stabs through the windshield that's, and gets her.
1: So that's still what still pissed me off, considering the fact that they still could have left. No, I,
0: no, I'm saying she's turning to leave, but as she leave, you you're talking about back before they come up close. I guess. Oh, okay. I'm saying to me, once they're near Jason, they're pretty much done for. Because well, and
1: what's bad is they were they didn't get near Jason until dumbass Darren told them to get near Jason.
0: We're gonna scare them.
1: Like, <laughs> no, I no, you, we are going to turn the fuck around and drive reverse all the way back. You can fuck right off. to so final thoughts.
0: So I gotta say, I'm pretty biased because growing up, this was always my favorite Jason movie, and to me over the years like friends who i have who don't really like jason movies but ask for like on friday 13th sometimes someone will be like hey what one should i show i always recommend part six because i think it's the most accessible you can watch it with no prior knowledge of no, no prior knowledge of jason and you can by the end of the movie be like okay that was jason so I think it's uh, probably, the, for me, the definitive Jason in terms of everything you want a Jason movie. Although, recently watching Final Chapter, Final Chapter's up there too. So they're both like neck and neck for me for like Best in the Series. And they're both uniquely different. Final Chapter really didn't have the humor. Final Chapter gave all their characters stories. This one I think has the most likable characters overall though. Like, when all the characters die, you actually are like, oh shit, I like that character. Um... And I think the director just make does a good job of making this movie seem more bigger budget. You get out of Crystal Lake, you get like chase scenes, you get like the whole you get a feel of the whole town. So it feels like a bigger budget, a different formula. The formula he sets in terms of like have some comedy, but mostly keep Jason serious and threatening. All the future movies should have kept that formula, but part seven kind of just fucks it up immediately afterwards and goes back to like a a too serious of a tone in my opinion as we'll get to next week. Um, but overall, let's see. So I like the kills. There's memorable death scenes. They don't rely on gore. They rely more on creativity. Um, I love I loved Jason. The actor who played Jason, there was two actors. The first one was, I guess, from the time they hired him, he had gained 40 pounds by the time filming started. So after the first couple of days, they were like, nah, Jason's not supposed to be that wide, I guess. So that's where they got C.J. Graham. C.J. Graham is ex-military, so he's like a perfect Jason in terms of his movements and stuff. So, I like Jason. I like the kills. I like the characters. Um, Megan's one of my favorite final girls in the series. Sheriff, Tommy. I like Court. I like Paula. I like Sissy. I like all the characters. Even the kids that are like, we're dead meat. Like, those kids are funny too, man. It's a little funny moments there. Um, so i'm gonna go three stars i don't know if i can give any jason movie like three and a half stars or four stars but i think this and final chapter for me are like 1a 1b in terms of like if somebody asked me like two jason movies to watch it's like i would say watch Part four then watch Part six and then if you like that then maybe try the rest of them but those are the only two i'd be like i feel like those are the only two i feel like are good movies actually like well-made movies and then when they watch them all, they'll tell you their favorite one is part five. And then they're no longer my friends. <laughs> they literally delete all my friends. So, so I'm going I'm I'm to go three stars. As a favorite movie, for me, it might be three and a half stars because I do. I have I've rewatched this movie a lot and I find there to be a lot of rewatchability. Uh, but I'm going to settle on three stars because there are some little things that could be tweaked here and there. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch. But in the world of Jason, it's up there with the final chapter.
1: So for me, I like the characters, I like the situation, and I like the, I like the deaths, I like the, just the pure intensity of this Jason. This Jason was actually pretty intimidating.
0: I like Kane Hodder, but this, if this, if this <clears throat> dude would have kept being Jason, I wouldn't have
1: been mad. Yep, um, I like, I definitely like the cop, Tom Matthews as Tommy, as the third Tommy is actually really good as Tommy. Either way, overall, the only, the only downside is just a is that one damn car scene I had acting. It's
0: not even a downside. That's a great scene. If that's the problem, then that's okay. <laughs> it's a great scene.
1: It's a fun movie. There, there was a lot of cutaways. I did hear the MPAA still chop this one down. There was actually some, a little bit more oh, gore yeah. in certain scenes. No, they
0: did. Uh, they had to submit it to the NPA nine times.
1: Yeah. So there was gore originally, but the director of this one knew how to make it to where it was less gore than all the others, but still made it work.
0: The, the two best directors so far are definitely Joseph Zito in part four and Tom McLaughlin here in part six. So funny thing with the director too, not to interrupt you, but when, um, when Kevin Williamson wrote Scream, he met Tom McLaughlin because they actually talked about potentially him directing it because Tom McLaughlin, or actually Kevin Williamson told Tom McLaughlin that Jason Lives had influenced him writing Scream. As far as like the self-aware humor, he said Jason Lives was one of his favorite movies growing up. And it was like a huge influence on him. So, so that had a inf- huge influence on Scream. And he, so much of like that Kevin Williams actually <coughs> wanted him to direct Scream. <clears throat> but Tom McLaughlin, for whatever t- reason, turned it down, actually.
1: Well, that sucks for Kevin Williamson. But overall, I'm giving this movie a three as well. Mainly just because there are... If it had a little bit more gore, I probably would have liked it. If it had some of the characters... If it didn't break continuity with certain with other movies, or it didn't make one scene look like these two characters were stupid dumbass Darren, um, I wouldn't <laughs> have had too much of an issue with it. But so it probably could have been a three and a half. But for right now, for me at the moment, it's a three.
0: Do you have um? Do you have a preference between this and Final Chapter? Because I feel like I can't decide. I feel like they're almost like equal movies. It's really weird.
1: So for me, I have to choose this one just because the sheriff in my opinion as like a secondary badass character yeah it was better than rob yeah because remember rob
0: oh my god he's killing
1: me well, versus that, the sheriff you stay away from my daughter
0: well rob is the only reason that part four for me didn't get like three and a half stars. <laughs> his whole illogical storyline didn't make sense to me but i feel like for me it's like they're like the um kind of like in the nightmare series like nightmare nightmare three are both to me like so close? It's hard for me to choose. Yeah,
1: but one as one has always been one is more serious. Part four is more serious. This one has more comedic.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's almost like what you're in the mood for. Like I feel like they're both kind of like definitive Jason movies. But
1: to be honest with you, unlike Nightmare on Elm Street, where I'd, where if somebody asked me, I would always show the more serious one. This one I would have to show Part Six. Feels like the best Jason movie because you want it's campy. It's fun to watch. It has a few a few little action bits here and there. And it's still a Jason storyline that actually makes sense with the character.
0: Yeah. There's some difference. I I like the kills overall better and I like the kills better in Final Chapter. That's because you
1: were able to see more.
0: Yeah. And you have Savini. But um yeah, to me that it's one A one B. I can't decide. It's like whatever you're in the mood for. But um I mean, I think maybe this one looked really good compared to just having coming off uh, new beginnings so.
1: yeah so it, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately coming off a new beginning.
0: unfortunately like i said this made 19 million and new beginning made 21 million because of just that it had such a bad lead in with new beginnings so
1: well everyone as always you don't have to go home but you do got to go home practice your practice your psychic abilities maybe watch some carry so you understand what to happen if pig blood falls on you because we're because next week we are going to be watching Carrie versus jason
0: yeah and so we had a new beginning and this one's called new blood and Something about new being in the title makes me think it's going to suck.
1: But we get Kane Hodder as Jason for the very first time. And also, there will be one little controversy thing that I'm going to mention when we get to that movie.
0: It takes place in 2020.
1: There's that, but about one character being dead when she really isn't.
0: We might have to go through the timeline again next week.
1: (laughs) Anyway, everyone, have a good night.